Well, hello there. <laughs> Here we are again on Tuesday morning. What a glorious day to be alive. Whether it's raining, snowing, blowing, or sunshine, Jesus is still good to us. Amen. Well, welcome to our broadcast today. I'm going to talk about the power and the purpose of forgiveness. Now, <clears throat> when this subject comes around, it's usually a good sign that we need to sweep house again. Some of the subjects and uh, revelations and teachings from the scriptures that we know so well need to have a refresher course occasionally. And one of them is forgiving, forgiveness, giving forgiveness, letting it go, and so forth. Well, we'll get into that in a moment. Let me just welcome the new people that are tuning in. And thank you for coming by. <clears throat> if it's a blessing to you, and we believe it will be, stay around. Subscribe to YouTube and like us on Facebook. It is a help to us and a blessing. And we pray for you and thank God for you every day. Amen. Forgiveness. The collection of unforgiveness in the normal course of life can be very dangerous and deadly. Paul called it the superfluity of naughtiness. That's a King James word for the overspray in the dust of the world. I can drive to the store, and if I don't have a right attitude, by the time I get there, I'm already ticked off about slow drivers and bad drivers and stoplights and and school zones and <laughs> the price of gas. Oh my, you can just it just collects on you if you don't understand how to let it go. Well, if we don't have an understanding of our spiritual mechanism, how it functions, we don't know how to let it go. It it grows on us. It is very common to deal with someone in the ministry time around the altars that have uh, <clears throat> carried something most of their life, especially from childhood or a young, a young age, have carried something and it feels to them like it happened yesterday. They can rehash it. They know the, they know the nature of it. They can feel the, you know, the, the, the circumstances. I have seen so many wonderful miracles of freedom happen simply by releasing forgiveness. Well, well said, Pastor George. Good for you. <laughs> I know I can hear that. You don't know the trouble I've seen. You don't know how crazy and awful that situation was or that person was. Well, true. I don't suppose that um, Jesus suffered quite as much as you have, <laughs> or me. Let's not be sarcastic. I don't suppose Jesus suffered quite as much as you and I have. Oh no, no, no! How could he? How could he have suffered as much as us, and yet still said, "Forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're up to. <laughs> they don't understand what's happening here, and they're just thinking they're 
getting their just desserts. All right. <clears throat> Every one of us have stories. If we've had a journey in this wonderful life of a believer, of a born again, a, a forgiven person, a Jesus person. Every one of us have a story of where we came from and what kind of life we had, how we how we made it to the other side and are still standing on our two feet. And it and I guarantee every story is tied in to a moment when you let something go and forgave it. And when you did, then God began to heal and restore your heart. But here's the secret that we don't hear much often, very often, is that when we do that, then God goes to work on, you know, the character that did all the, all the pain. If we don't forgive, then that person is bound in their destructive lifestyle because we are holding them and freezing them in their in their uh, bitterness, brokenness. This is why the, the uh, fathers and mothers often can treat their children like they were treated in some, in some negative form, whether the way they talk to them or the way they would physically treat them because they have never had the chain of sin broken or the chain of abuse broken. Or they have never had that spirit that was in their home when they were raised of, of discord and drama and, and everybody fighting each other. That has to be broken with the blood of Christ, power of the cross, and the power of forgiveness. Amen. Well, it is no mistake then that we survive and we thrive on this side of that miracle of salvation when we learn and have learned how to forgive those as we have been forgiven. Amen. You know, we don't judge ourselves quite as harsh as we judge others. We give ourselves a lot of room, a lot of grace, a lot of, you know, mercy. Others can stumble over a pebble and often will hold it against them. And yet, this whole thing about covering others' sins, that's a theology that hasn't been really fleshed out real well in our, uh, in our understanding. You'd be able to cover sin. How do you do that? You see someone at fault, you, you don't po point it out, and pick at it, and condemn it. You pray for them. You cover their sin. You ask God to minister to them. Now, in some cases, I suppose, if the circumstances are right, you would go and try to talk to them about it or at least have some <clears throat> interaction. But you don't condemn them by holding them in a place of bondage. Why? They always do that. Why? They always... <laughs> They never pay a check. They're the cheapskates. Why, she never washes her whatever, her socks. <laughs> She's not a good housekeeper. 
You hold them in, 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 in freezing. That's a form of unforgiveness when we make a judgment. Scripture says not to prejudge, not to judge somebody by our own uh, evaluation, but to see them through the eyes of Christ and to love them through the heart of God. Wow. Now that's a continual reminder, isn't it? When I'm driving to the store again, <laughs> when I'm driving to the store, I'm reminded that those people that are in front of me going 20 miles an hour instead of 25, <laughs> we have a really fast town. <clears throat> they are God's children, just like I am. Even though I am this expert in spiritual, now come on, a little, little humor there for, this, for the morning. Even though <clears throat> I feel like I am a superior in the sense of maturity and age, and they don't even look like they go to church yet. Yet God loves them as much as he loves me. Therefore, I'm to give them the heart of God and I'm to pray for them. Now, often when someone comes across my path, for instance, <clears throat> coming home from the south last week, the freeways were exceptionally wild. People driving unusually <laughs> crazy and a, a couple of times i was reminded to pray for that guy not to say i hope you get her getting a wreck there jack no lord you brought him past my view so i someone would say a prayer for him someone would speak to the father for that character and he's probably running from god he's had a rebellious season of his life. That's why he's driving that way. So Father, I just release God's angels to go and bring him in and harvest that boy. Now, do I do it every time? No, I'm not, you know, my whole conscious life style praying for everybody's moving, but occasionally you'll feel the, the, the little poke. Hey, pray for that one. That's why he's in front of your face. Or that's why she's walking past and you noticed her red coat or you noticed she has a cute dog. You need to ask God to bring her to Calvary. Well, I know that's all a form of this whole, this whole thought of forgiveness and unforgiveness. And it's the, uh, it's the idea and the, and, the, and the understanding, not just an idea, but the understanding that we have been placed in their worlds for a purpose. I told you a couple of weeks ago, and along these lines, I was in California doing a few days services at, <clears throat> at the church that I was pastoring in with a team of <clears throat> young men years ago. And I was in the lobby of the hotel waiting to be picked up, going somewhere. And it's under this COVID rule where you had to have a mask on. And I didn't have one on. I was sitting in the lobby all by myself, a large uh, upscale hotel. And in walks a young fellow about 30 with, his, with a baby mattress under his hand, uh, his arm. So he's probably heading to the room. He sees me and he beelines for me and starts 
berating me for being this evil person that's bringing disease to everybody. I mean, he went on. He was really cranking it out. Well, I'm starting to feel the pressure <laughs> of the old man rising up. And I knew that I wasn't going to respond. I, I'd already determined that. So I pulled out of my pocket a little uh, face cloth, you know. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just bring peace to this. You see this here? It's going to bring peace. <laughs> you know? He didn't say anything. And I put it on my face. And I said, okay, there you, you feel better now? Yeah, yeah, well. And so, well, that wasn't the end of it. And that started to grind on me then. After he left, started to, I started to think of all the cool things I could have said to cut him down. I could have, man, I could have. And, and that started wearing me and like a stone in your foot, in your shoe. After a short season, I think, <laughs> the Lord reminded me, he says, hey, hold up there. Why did he come into your life? He needed somebody to pray for him. So I did. I switched direction instead of starting to build up anger and, and forgiveness. I started praying for him. And I just let the Holy Spirit pray for a while. Then I, I began to articulate some thoughts I was having about him. And you know what? That thing never came back more than once or twice, and then it stayed away, stayed away for a long time. Came back the other day again, and I was reminded that it was just a reminder for me to keep him before the throne. Don't know his name, don't know anything about him, but God does. Some reason God sent him by me, and it did two things. It tested old George to see if he was still plugged in to the, to the um, <clears throat> understanding of forgiveness. And also it gave me an opportunity to pray for him. So be sensitive. Don't let life catch you and trick you into having seeds of bitterness or unforgiveness because they'll grow up and they'll choke you out. Love you guys. Let it go and release it to God. And you watch God let you go and you are you will be released unto new freedoms. Hallelujah. Father, I just speak a word right now in this moment that there's some that have just said to me when they're listening to this video, how can I let that go? It was so awful or so hurtful. Lord, let the power of the Holy Spirit right now just break that cord and that hindrance, Lord, that has that has held them in that place and loose that thing and give them peace in Jesus' name. Now, just let it go. You watch it happen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. And thank you again for your prayer support. Those that God has nudged to send us a gift, we appreciate it and thank you for it. If God pokes you and nudges you to Send us a gift. You can do it through PayPal in the notes below or the address. Tomorrow is Wednesday. It's always a good day to be alive in Christ. We'll see you then.